is The Hill. Talking Rugby League with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Hill. I'm your host, Tim Sparks, and I'm here for another week of Rugby League Chitter Chatter. And I'll tell you what, I've got a show for you again today. Uh, I'm looking at a fast-paced show, all right, guys? Uh, You know... Think of your 01 Parramatta side, think of your 05 Tigers, your 03 Penrith maybe, uh, any side coach by Tim Sheens really, you know, it's going to be a fast show, I'm going to be, you know, uh, not literally, but in a, in a podcast sense, I'm going to be shifting the ball early, uh, there's going to be bodies in motion, we're going to be offloading, uh, you know, ball in hand sort of stuff, like really, really uh, fast but not frantic. That's the theme of the show uh, this week. So plenty to get through, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've got a, a text message from my uh, co-host Pezza, who's not with us at the moment. I've got a shout out for a couple of uh, boys doing it a bit tough, so it's good that I can give them a shout out soon. I'll go through the round 14 results, uh, not to it, you know, not not a great length, but I'll go through them nonetheless. Uh, we count down. Uh, or count up, I don't know what we're doing there, Uh, our rugby league names, my rugby league names, first names, we've got names 21 to 30, that's just going to be really good, I think a lot better than I thought it would be too, to be honest, I've got a who would you rather be, Uh, I've got a couple of issues to talk through, we've got a tiger corner, and I'm going to introduce a new segment this week everyone, Uh, it's called a bit of history. All right, so just a a, um, a bit of history on rugby league, and I'm going to introduce that to you and see if you like it. Uh, we'll see how we go there. All right, so as I said, yeah, big show, uh, and it's going to be fast. All right, so as I said, you know, getting the ball out of dummy half, and we're going to be moving quick, quick play the ball, shifting it wide, uh, and maybe looking to spread the ball wide on tackle one, two, off the kickoff even. That's the sort of stuff we're looking at. So, without any further ado, into the show. I'll start with a text message from Pezza. Those that are with us for the first time, absolutely the warmest of welcomes to you. I really appreciate you getting on board here. I, in year, well, in, in cars gone by, podcasts gone by, there'd be Sam Perry uh, with me here, but he's just... Uh, He's out, what I've said, he's out injured at the moment. Uh, he's done a hamstring, a real bad one off the bone. Uh, and he just, it's going to take a lot of time for him to come back to the show. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, it's sort of a, you know, a three-month sort of injury, probably, okay? And by that, I mean, uh, he's had a baby. We're also in lockdown in Melbourne, so we can't do the show in person. I'm just trying to use a bit of an injury analogy there. Uh, but because he can't be with me, he sends us a text at the start of the show, so I'll I'll just read it out for you, and I'll try and just I'll just read it out clean. I'm not going to make any comment on it until the end today. Uh, dear Tim, I was intre- It was it was with interest. All right, start again for you, Pezza, because there's a, a typo up the top, which you'll be disappointed about. Dear Tim, it was with interest I noted your clip sarcasm last week when saying my last note wasn't brief. Surprise, surprise. For a 36-year-old bloke prepared to dedicate a cumulative total of 50 minutes to explaining his favourite teams, of which Manly is one, and well, I don't know about that, I, I thought it was a bit rich. If anyone should be embracing long-form verbal waft, it's you. Anyway, I'm loving the show, and I'm looking... F- I'm loving the Tigers narrative, and looking forward to your take on Telstra vs. Vodafone, Seabold's European cyber hacker team, 
and all the other dross going on that you'll have a thousand honest opinions about. Go well, brother. You're good, mate, Pezza. Well, thanks for that, Pezza. Bad luck about the grammar error at the top. I know you'd be disappointed in that. Uh, but thanks for getting in touch, obviously. Uh, yeah, Telstra v Vodafone, Seabold's European Cyber. We might get to that later in the issues segment. Uh, formerly known as Are You Interested? But we still uh, got that in the mix. Well, good on you, Pezza. Thanks for getting in touch. And you know, with the manly stuff, I'd sort of retracted a bit on that. I think I know I, I was getting a bit carried away with that stuff. Uh, a couple of shows back, if you don't know what he's talking about there, I, I counted down my least favorite to most favorite sides. You'll have to go back into the podcast library uh, if, you, if you're keen on hearing about that. Nonetheless, we push on. A couple of shout outs to a few boys doing it a bit tough at the moment. All right, Alex and Patrick's ta- Alex and Patrick Tay, uh, good mates of mine, twin brothers actually. Uh, just doing it a bit tough because they're Bulldogs fans, you see. So they they asked me for a shout out. I think it was Alex asked me for a shout out. He said, "Give Pat, Patty, and I a shout out because we're heartbroken." Uh, and I, I assume that was partly because they lost to the Tigers uh, at the weekend in the fashion they did. Uh, and probably just for the fact that they're staring down, yeah, another wooden spoon for a, for a once really proud club. Uh, so, boys, you know, I'm thinking of you. Uh, it's not easy. All right. But, you know, there'll be better days ahead, lads. All right. The, the dogs don't stay down for long. And, you know, I, really, you know what? In a lot of ways, if I could trade places with you, and I've talked about this before, that I find it really hard. It's really, it's, it's, it's underrated how difficult it is to support a mediocre side because they keep you interested they think they're going to get themselves in on the finals and it just doesn't happen my tigers at least with you guys you know that you know you're just down the bottom you can get a couple of underdog wins here and there uh and you rebuild and you know you'll be better off i mean you're in a grand final about six or seven years ago it's not that long ago uh so they will be back but you know thinking of your boys uh, and there's your shout out. Round 14 results, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't caught up by now, uh, here they are. Uh, Melbourne got over to the Chooks 24-6. Just extremely impressive from the Storm. Obviously, they've got a few injuries now. But yeah, as I said, I, I can't see them losing another game for the rest of the season. Uh, aside from a Tigers upset, perhaps, later on in the year. But they're just looking tremendous. Uh, and yeah, Roosters, Roosters still gave a good account of themselves, I guess, given the injuries, but you know, uh, just shows how hard it is to, to get three in a row, I guess. Uh, the Panthers just got over the Warriors, 18-12, uh, up there on the central coast. Uh, the Warriors, for some reason, had Brett Finch in their bubble and he stuffed that up pretty quick, but the less said about that, the better probably. Uh, oh, it was great to see uh, Saints beat uh, Parramatta 14-12. Doing it for Mary. I really liked that. That was a real highlight of the season for me. Yeah, just always, you know, I've, I've spoken about Mary on the cast before. Just seems a really good bloke that, that um, you know, loves his club and loves his players and the players seem to love him too. So really good scenes after the game. Lots of, lots of hugs. I saw Cameron McInnes... Uh, presenting his, his match jersey and that, that obviously meant a lot to McGregor. Uh, Parramatta. Uh, well, sliding on down that ladder. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Uh, I guess. That's more to Pezza there, because uh, he, he likes to get into me. 
uh, about my predictions. With that, that's one that looks like it's going right. I just think something's missing with Parramatta. I don't know exactly what it is because it's not a. They're not missing players as such, but it's. I don't know. Something something's happened, but what they are doing is defending really well. Something I noticed during the week. Uh, they've only they've only let in 176 points. You don't always associate Parramatta with defense. You know they're usually pretty leery and they can score tries and you know that's sort of what they're known for. Uh, and they're still doing that, but yeah, 176 points. Uh, that's really impressive. So you know. A lot of, lot of, a lot of better judges than me will tell you defense is what wins your premiership. So there could be hope for them yet. <clears throat> uh, the Sharks beat the Titans in a, you know, very interesting match. I'll get to the Proctor stuff a bit later in the issue segment of the game. But yeah, look, the Sharks just keep rolling through, don't they? Uh, I think I'm right in saying they haven't beat a current top eight side yet. You know, so. Make of that what you will. You know, some people will tell you that that means that, you know, uh, you know, we haven't seen them really up against the best. But, you know, we see a lot of the, the weaker sides, you know, sides like the Tigers, sides like the Dragons, struggle to beat the lesser opponents. Uh, you know, and that's, you know, part of being a good team is just getting it done and, and, and beating sides that you should beat. So good on the Sharks there. Uh, Bunnies, Cowboys Oh, poor old Cowboys They stuffed that one up 31-30 But full credit to Adam Reynolds there In the latter stages of the game With a kick for goal And a field goal there uh, Yeah, well done on the Rabbits I'll just press the, I'll just press play on the tape recorder here Play Look, yeah, no look, Just think something's missing with the Rabbits those, You know, they, they keep winning games But just seems something a bit off You know, something in the forward pack uh, You know, they just sort of be lacking But, um, you know uh, stop! I just seem to say that every week. I know. Yet here they are, are continually winning. So I don't know. I still haven't changed my tune on them, but they're in the eight. Uh, I guess they play Manly this week. Another test for them. But you know, if it's if the tape recorder and, and is anything to go by, they they probably win uh, again. So good on them. Raiders way too good for the Broncos. I don't think I'm going to talk about the Broncos much. I mean, it's almost becoming... This is what I hear in the news. Coronavirus is around and the Broncos are fucking terrible. Like, that's all I seem to get in my news feed at the moment. Uh, so I might just... I'm just going to lay off... I'm not even, it's not about laying off the Broncos. All right? I just don't want to talk about it, you know? I don't really want to talk about coronavirus either. All right? I know we've got to take that stuff seriously and it's something that's happening, but just getting overwhelmed and overloaded... Uh, via the news platforms, it's either, you know, COVID or the, or the Broncos are falling apart. So I'm just going to lay off the Broncos, all right? I'm just going to leave it. Don't want to talk about it, just for the week, yeah? All right, I hope that's okay with you all. And I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anyone if you're a Broncos fan out there, you know? I'm not trying to favor you. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to do you a favor. I'm not trying to insult you by doing this, but I'm just not going to talk about it, all right? Because I'm just... A little bit exhausted by it. But the Raiders, well done. 36 to 8. Uh, John Bateman can play the code. Uh, and if I didn't say sorry to Bateman last week on, on this platform, I'll just reiterate that yeah, if I ever said anything about John Bateman probably not being worth the money that he's after, I probably need to retract that because uh, I guess it turns out he is. Uh, Raiders look good. Knights manly. I didn't see it. I saw bits and pieces of the game. Gee, it looked like a good game. Dry track, 26-24. But I think Manly got stitched up with some penalties yet again. You know, sides don't usually have a right to blame officials. 
I don't think, because usually, nine times out of ten, the better team wins. But I think Manly, given their injury run uh, as well, I think they could be feeling a little bit unlucky this year. Oh, no, there was the forward pass against the Eels. There was something else. A try down the touchline at Brookie. Was that against... That might have even been against Newcastle. Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember... The Bulldogs, I think. No, I can't remember. But Manly fans are not what I'm talking about. Um, and then, yeah, they were on, like they got stitched up again uh, on the back of a really lob- lopsided penalty count uh, up there at Marathon. So, you know, I guess it is what it is, as they would say. And then the Mighty Tigers beat the Bulldogs in what was a pretty interesting game of footy. <laughs> um, but, you know... A win's a win for the Tigers. Uh, I guess Canterbury, you know, Canterbury fans should be proud of their team. You know, they're they're a struggling side this year. A lot of young players, a lot of inexperience, uh, you know, and they came back into the game and good luck to them. You know, and, and realistically, I say all that inexperience, but really like Kieran Foran um, got them back into that game uh, with some of his play. And I think he went off for sort of 10 or, 10 or 12 minutes there. Um at the back end of the game and had he been playing I think that would have been uh, all over Red Rover for the Tigers so yeah that's something to, something to, something to ponder as well I guess there uh, and just good to see the Tigers back in the winning in the winning circle you know because uh, yeah they're going to have to put together a, about a seven game winning streak to make the eight so uh, you know they say sometimes the first one's the hardest so at least I've got that out of the way uh, that's your round 14 wrap, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what will we go? Okay, we, what we've got next is uh, who would you rather be? Who would you rather be? And look, you'll know where I'm going with this uh, when I ask you who would you rather be, Chris Lawrence or Chris Hicks? Yeah, yeah, a bit more modern this time round, and um, and yeah, my phone is struggling to load here again. I don't know if this only seems to happen when I'm doing this. There it is. No, I'm gonna have to do it ad lib. All right. Uh, there he is, Chris Lawrence. Uh, look, obviously, just wanted to to really um, pay tribute to to Chris Lawrence who announced his retirement. I am gonna talk about him later on in Tiger Corner. Uh, I did think about doing a whole one hour show on him. Uh, if there's appetite for that, let me know in the comments uh, and the feedback because I might um, I might get to that at some point. Because uh, just what an absolute champion of a player. I usually don't like to bias you uh, with these sort of who would you rather be questions. Uh, but this time, you know, I think we should all pay tribute and we should all be Chris Lawrence this week. You know, and it's not a slight on Chris Hicks. It's actually, I actually put him up against a really strong Chris uh, just to pay tribute uh, to Lawrence even further. I mean, 250 games for one club rarely ever happens these days. Debut as a 17-year-old in the centres uh, and had a lot of great uh, times out there in the centres and moved into the back row. Uh, the later years of his career, I think it's when Jason Taylor came in uh, to the Tigers, so that would have been about four or five years ago. Uh, and someone put up on the Facebook page, I should know their name. I'm sorry, I'll get there in a second. Uh, but just someone who who really reiterated, um, you know, the toughness and the, not just the toughness, but the ability to be able to um, move yourself from uh, the outside backs into the, into the second row. 
you know, it's no mean feat. So that was something that Lawrence was able to do. The injuries the guy endured, I mean, actually, I might talk about them later, but we're looking at 250 games. We're talking we're talking three Prime Ministers, 13 games, three New South Wales City games, six aims for Australia. Uh, he was a 19th man for, for New South Wales a couple of times. Uh, you know, obviously didn't play in a grand final yet, yet. Uh, but that's Lawrence's career. You got Chris Hicks, and I mean, a really good career too. Like, you got 100 games for Penrith from 97 to 02. Then you got 90, so you're just leading into those premier, that premiership year uh, from 97 to 02. So you're probably a middling first grade side for that, that period. Jumps into the Seagulls from 04 to 07. Uh, 93 games for Manly, including that uh, was 2007 grand final uh, where Manly beat Melbourne. Hell of a lot of tries. 283 first grade games, 150 tries, 203 goals. I mean, look, if you want to be Hicks, bit of the wing, fullback, centre, versatile player, goal kicker, Tommy Warrington. I'm a fine player. Absolutely fine play. But I'm going with Chris Lawrence. That would be no surprise to you. Uh, you can make your own mind up on that. You know, I've, I know I said you had to be Chris Lawrence. That's, you don't, uh, clearly. You know, it's a democracy here on the Hill. Uh, but just really trying to pay pay homage uh, to one of the great West Tigers players. And there'll be more Chris Lawrence chat uh, later on in Tiger Corner. All right, so who would you rather be? Chris Hicks, good player. Uh, all right, we're, we're getting through. Okay, uh, what am I going to do here? We'll go with the names, all right? So we'll keep counting down these names, all right? You've... Um, You've interacted a fair bit on the on the chat, which has been good on the Facebook page. Uh, if you're not on the if you're not on the Facebook page, if you're somehow on the podcast and on the Facebook page, I guess that's possible. Um, I don't know. Uh, like the page on Facebook because we try and put a fair bit of stuff up there uh, for your, for your pleasure and just for some interaction, some conversations. Uh, that's you know that's the main sort of social media channel that we use here at the moment. Uh, not, not not for any reason other than it just seems the most user-friendly for someone like myself. So uh, thanks for those getting in touch. I'm, what I'm going to do here, so we've, we've had uh, the top 20 so far. Uh, we're now heading into the 21 to 30. So we're going backwards here, which, you know, um, basically just evolved through the segment. But we've got to keep shouting out Sam McNeil as well for, 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 su- for suggesting this. Um, really some of your best stuff there. Uh, mate, so okay. I've uh, look again. Mm, is it in a particular order? Yes and no. I mean, y- y- twenty-one here it could have been twenty-fifth. You know, for example, number thirty could have been twenty-two. Like it's they're really difficult. Um, but I've tried to stick with my. Uh, I guess uh, you know the 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 mandate. I can't think of the word. The the way that I designed the names was. Um, had to be obviously rugby league names, but and it was strong and prominent in league, but also didn't really know many outside of league. Okay, so I know there's been a big push for Paul, for example. Now I get that there's a lot of good Pauls out there that's played the code, but I hear that name a fair bit outside uh, rugby league. You know, similar to your your Sams and your Tims, for example. So we're going to get to them, but. It'll be later down the track, okay? Because people are called for a top 50 here, so I'm happy to do that. Uh, and look, I get that it's subjective, all right? 
But here it is. 21 is Nigel. All right. Uh, just, you know, Nigel Plum, Nigel Gaffey, Nigel Wagner. Uh, I can't even read that. No, oh, that is very, that's, that's poor. I had four there. Uh, and, I, and I can't for the life of me uh, read it. That's disappointing. Nigel Wagner, Nigel Gaffey, Nigel Plum. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I think I've just written Nigel. Anyway, uh, yeah, just some just some good, solid Nigels. I've been a bit throwing myself out there a bit. Sorry about that. Uh, 22, Cameron. Now, this could have easily been. This is an elite name in league. Uh, and probably should have been in the top 10 in a lot of ways. All right, because we're talking Cameron Smith, Cameron Munster, Cameron Blair, Cameron McInnes, Cameron Murray. You just, you know, that's that's elite stuff. Camerons, you know, if you've, if you've got a Cameron in your side, uh, he's probably one of your better players. Uh, 23 is Terry. Now, someone, again, I'm really sorry. I've, I've stuffed up a few things on the on the social media. Someone got in touch uh, on Thursday and said Terry should be in there. He also said Jared or something. I don't know who it was, all right? Uh, and if I'll remember and I'll, and I'll get back to you on the Facebook page. I'm really sorry, but I, I did listen to you when you said Terry because you're not wrong. Terry Campisi, Terry Lamb, Terry Hill, Terry Madison, Terry Randall. Uh, that's that's good going for Terry. You know, I'm, I'm really liking that. And obviously, you know, we're on the Terry Hill. So uh, here talking on the Terry, you know. Uh, it really should be part of um, this countdown. Uh, Twenty-four is Bo, all right, and it's uh, this is it's probably homage to what you sort of late. Or what do you call like the twenty tens, like twenty tens, I guess, like your early twenty tens, your late two thousands, uh, sort of anywhere from between about two thousand and seven to about two thousand and eleven. Just seemed like every side had a bow in there. In the, every side had a bow, you know, Bo Scott, Bo Henry, Bo Champion, Bo Ryan. Uh, Titans of a young bloke, Bo Firma, I think you pronounce his name. Uh, just seemed to be a plethora of bows everywhere. Um, and wasn't Bo Ryan a good player for the Tigers? <laughs> Bo Scott was a good player too, i got to say, man. I, I reckon, like, if you want to, like, look at guys you did not want to be tackled by, man, I reckon Bo Scott, like, underrated, like, hard hitters. He used to fold blokes in half. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, 25 is Rod. Okay, and again, this is probably uh, quality over quantity, but i got Rod Silver, Rod Wishart, Rod Reddy. You've got to be happy with that. You've got to be happy with that there. Rod Silver. You've got Rod Silver, Rod Wishart, Rod, Rod Reddy in your side. Aaron, I reckon you're starting to look at a, at a top eight side, uh, just starting to shape up. 26 is Todd. Todd Payton, Todd Lowry, Brent Todd, Todd Carney, Todd Greenberg. A uh, lot of Todds out there, I reckon. So I was into that. 27 was a spin-off from Todd, and that was actually Brent. All right, and mostly for the fact that I don't think I've ever met a Brent, uh, but Brent Kite, Brent Todd, Brent Brent Stewart, a uh, few more too as well. There, oh, there's a couple of Brentons that are on the tip of my tongue. Uh, if you can help me out, get back to me. Twenty eight is Greg, and this is an elite bunch: Greg Bird, Greg Inglis, uh, Greg Alexander, Greg Barwick, Greg Canescu, Greg McCullum, blowing the whistle. That's solid. Like, I know you probably do hear a bit of Greg outside a league, but there were too many good names in there to leave it out. Uh, 29, and okay, it's not quantity, but it's Kerrod, all right? And mostly for Kerrod Walters, because he was such a fine player from a fine rugby league family, and Kerrod Holland. Uh, And that's a shout-out to all your Bulldogs fans out there. Love him or hate him. 
His name's Carrot Holland. He kicks goals. Gotta like it. 30 is Kyle. Kyle Felt. Kyle Stanley. Kyle Lovett. Kyle Flanagan. Kyle, it could have been higher up for me. All right, but there it is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's 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 21 to 30. Uh, you, you're going to disagree with me on a lot of those, I know. Uh, just remember... Just remember how we're doing this, all right? You know, we're just thinking league. If you, if you hear it outside the league a lot, it's, you know, it wasn't time for it in the top 30, okay? But we can start to move. We're going to move into the 30s and 40s uh, pretty soon. So probably some more, you know, uh, common names like Tim, for example. That Paul might get a start, all right? Um, but get in touch, you know. Am I off the mark? Have I missed, have, have I missed out of Kyle? Like, tell me. Uh, the Brents. If you can, if you can throw up a couple of other Brents other than Kite, Todd, or Stewart, you'll be making a real solid contribution uh, to this podcast. All right. So don't be afraid to get in touch. In fact, get in touch. We need it. We we thrive on the the interaction with our fans here on the hill. Uh, but there it is. We're, we're pushing through. I'm not even going to put it out to you. All right. I put it out to you, and I, I get that, that you want this to keep happening. So we're going to go 30 to 40. We're going to get to 50. All right. So we're going to go 30 to 40 next week uh, into these uh, uh, top league names. All right. Uh, a couple of issues, I guess. The first one, I'm only going to go through a couple of them. I said it would be fast and, um, you know, shifting the ball, and we're getting through our sets. Uh, on the hill today. So, look, I've got a couple. Uh, the obvious one is the Kevin Proctor biting. So, I guess, you know, like a, like a lot of us probably, uh, sitting on the couch at about what probably would have been about 10 to 4 last Saturday. Uh, pretty good game. You know, Titans, um, Sharks, st- really starting to develop a soft spot for the, sh- for the Titans, uh, mostly on the back of um, their coach, Justin Holbrook, and what he's doing there, um, which is... Is strange for me uh, having a soft spot for the Titans, but I'm just going. I'm going with it. It's all good. I'm going with it. Uh, and obviously, a lot less hate for the Sharks too these days. So you know, I'm sitting there, pretty content, pretty nice little Saturday afternoon for me. Uh, Twelve all, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Twelve all, you're starting to think, oh yeah, the Titans might might get a win here. Uh, that'd be good for the Tigers, top eight hopes, that sort of stuff. Uh, then all of a sudden, you know, I think it's Twelve all. All of a sudden. Um, you know, Sean Johnson tackles Proctor. There's a bit of a kerfuffle. And then um, you hear Wade Graham yell out that he bit him. And I think that's something people aren't talking about all that much. Uh, yeah, and so there was there was the blow-ups. And yeah, then, then Proctor got sent off. Uh, you know, the first send-off of the year, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, you see blokes absolutely getting smashed in the head. Um, week in, week out by swinging arms and they don't get sent off. Um, but Proctor did, I don't know. I mean, I know biting is very vicious uh, and it can't be happening in the code. I get that. Uh, I, I don't think he bit him. That's. I'm just going to say that. I know my co-host probably disagrees with me on this, I think. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just giving an opinion. You know, you might be listening to this going, Sparks, you're an idiot. He clearly bit him. Uh, and that's, that's fine. Like... Um, you know, I think he had his arm in his mouth and his, I know his teeth got there somehow, but I don't think... It wasn't a bite in the same way that, you know, James Graham bit Slater or or whatever, but so much happened after that. Like, Johnson, like, blew up initially 
It looked. It reminded me of like a like a schoolyard fight or something, maybe with mates, like or like two brothers or something like playing and fighting and wrestling, and someone's just taken that a little bit too far. And it's just gone, whoa. And then initially, one boy, one of the kids is going, oh, I'm dobbing or whatever. And get, oh, I'm going to get you in trouble. And then, in you know, you do that in the spur of the moment or, you know, for whatever reason. And then it dawns on you. You're like, oh, mum, you know, he bit me or, you know, whatever. He hit me. And then and then it dawns on you like, oh, shit, you know, if, if we get in trouble one more time, you know. We can't watch the footy tonight or, you know, if you're at school, if we get in trouble, like it's detention for a week or whatever, it dawns on you what happens. You're like, oh shit, no, I won't dob on him. So I'll retract that really quickly. That seemed to be what Johnson sort of did. Uh, and I guess it just uh, Proctor was in a, in, in a head spin of denying or admitting or making an excuse. Seemed all very, very, as I said, very schoolyard to me. Uh which was good. You had Wade Graham sort of chiming in, going, oh, he bit him. And if you're a kid in the school, you like, don't get involved. No one asked you, you know. Wade Graham, some kid from another year group or something, you know, and wants to, you know, dob on someone else. And he's, he's chimed in. Like, mate, no one asked you. You weren't even playing the game, even though Wade Graham was, I guess. Then you had Meninga. The weirdest thing was Meninga on the Fox Sports coverage who also works for the Titans. I don't know who he's in this situation, if he's like the principal or the teacher, or maybe he's the principal that's like got it in for one of the students, wants to expel them. In this case, it's Proctor, because he doesn't want to re-sign him. And Meninga starts off by going, oh, well, you know, it's all very plain to see, you know, and it's plain to see in colour. And I liked his sort of um, modernisation of the the term. It's all there in black and white because uh, it's now a colour TV. Uh, so Meninga's moved with the times with his colloquial sayings. Good on him. You know, it's all there in colour. He says it's all there in colour. You can see it. He bit him. So you know, he's done. Like that. That's it. I can't. I can't tell you anything more. Uh, probably on the back of you know wanting him to be suspended for for the rest of the season, and then they can say, well, mate, you know, you just didn't give us a chance to you know see what you were worth and. Uh, we can't offer a new contract, which it sounds like what the Titans want to do. So he's up there, the principal, trying to expel the kid. You know, get out of the school, mate. You know, causing me problems all the time. The teachers are coming to me. Can't be having it. Um, but then the weirdest thing is after that, he starts to retract it. As soon as Johnson's... So Johnson, who's now trying to get the other boy uh, off detention, I guess, if you're following me here, you're still following me with this story. Um, Johnson's now said, no, well, nothing happened. Uh, you know, he didn't actually bite me. Nothing happened. Uh, don't, you know, don't put him on detention. Don't suspend him. Uh, he's okay, you know. Starting to, you know, feel the gravitas of the situation. I was like, oh, shit, you know. He's going to be suspended. I won't have anyone to play with, you know. Be a shit week for me. Or, you know, he's on detention. I, you know, maybe I'll get on detention as well because I kind of started it. Uh, that's all the stuff that's going through Johnson. Then he's then he goes really hard at it and saying, you know, he loves Proctor and their mates and they hug each other and almost like seems sort of almost a bit of a, you know, that's a good way to, to, to deny something, I guess, when you're a kid. Oh, we're mates. I would never do that. And that was happening. Then now Meninga hears that and uh, he's... You know, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I guess he didn't bite him and, you know, he, he didn't actually clench his, you know. It's like, what are you talking about? I mean, like, it's just such a 360, uh, you know, turn on his opinion. Because uh, all of a sudden now, maybe he doesn't want to suspend him. I don't know. What, did he get a call from someone? Oh, well, mate, actually, that family, you know, they've got a few... 
you know, they sort of put a lot of money into this school or they do this and, oh, mate, if you suspend him, it won't be a good look for your, your principalship or, oh, like, like, is that what happened? I don't know. It was all really weird. Um, did anyone else find that? Uh, and so, yeah, then I guess we, we end up going to the hearing and, Oh, that all just sounded really weird to me. I'd love to go to an NRL judiciary hearing just for once, just to see what it's actually like. You know, all these league guys like dressing up as if it's like a bloody murder trial or something like that and taking it all really seriously. Uh, apparently it was a circus. Anyway, Proctor gets four weeks out of all of that. So I guess he did get, I guess he didn't get, he didn't get expelled, but he got, um, I guess it's a four week detention, isn't it? Uh, so Johnson's, um, you know, out there in the schoolyard. Uh, probably can't play footy or has to just practice his kicking or something like that or, I don't know, do something with the, the other kids, play some handball or or something like that. And I guess Meninga just goes on his merry way. Uh, and then the Tigers keep looking to sign Proctor. I don't know. Uh, strange. Strange stuff. But, yeah, I, I don't really think he beat him. But, anyway, um, that, was, that was the main issue of the week, wasn't it? The second one I wanted to talk about just very quickly... Uh, slightly more serious, uh, just for a change of pace. It's all the injuries, you know. Everyone's saying all the injuries are mounting up. Of course, they are. You know, I think the Roosters have like 11 starting players out. Uh, the Storm, who are the Storm are missing? Smith, Munster, Hughes. Well, Bromwich is suspended, isn't he? But they're missing quite a few. Um, the Raiders were missing a lot. I think, no, they're coming, a few are coming back. Manly are missing. Everyone's missing a lot of players. I don't know how many injured players are... Uh, uh, or, you know, out there injured, maybe 80 or something. It's a lot. Anyway, the point is, everyone... Sorry, I dropped my pen there. Um, everyone's saying it's due to, you know, the new six-again rules and the game's a lot faster uh, and all the injuries are just, you know, uh, a knock-on effect from that, uh, which Roy Masters decided to write an article in the in the Herald this week saying that that's why we can't have a, a 17th team, which... The mind absolutely boggled at that. It just did not make sense. I mean, I've got a soft spot for Roy just because of his standing in the game and all that sort of stuff. But, oh, the articles, I don't know. I mean, I think it's time to give it away, Roy. But that didn't make sense. But anyway, my thought on all the injuries uh, was it's sort of like a... um, So I'm just trying to pull this article up. Uh... I don't know if I'll be able to find it now. I did have it here, uh, believe it or not. Oh, look, all I was going to say with it is that I think it's actually a knock-on effect from the the the, 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 the corona bubble, you know, and COVID and um, players either being stressed, being anxious, uh, being tired, uh, and that can just have an effect on your body. And actually, a sports scientist has come out and, um, and validated this. There it is. Stress linked to massive NRL uh, injury toll. Leading sports scientists believe stress from living in the bubble could be a factor for more than 800 games missed uh, through injury since the NRL restarted. Uh, Tim Gabbard, who's a sports scientist, very experienced, says there's definitely evidence to say that different stress can impact injuries. There'll be guys that just get on with it and are fine with it, of course, just like, you know, uh, in the rest of the community. Uh, but there will be guys that will be worried and anxious about it. The way you sleep, if you consistently have poor sleep, that can Im- impact your injury rate. You know, I just wonder if that's a thing. Like, and it's, um, 
you know, exercise outside of their homes has been limited to club training or walking the dog or children. You know, it's the unseen. There would be some when training stops, they're back on the couch eating a packet of chips, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm just saying that different people would cope with it in different ways. Again, just like the rest of the community is handling this in different ways. So I really think that that's a factor. And, you know, you're a bit more tired. So you maybe you're not, you're not, you know, you're not doing as much in the gym now. You're not looking after your body as much or as well. Uh, and I think a lot of that stuff would lead to injuries. And I would have thought that is a much more... Uh, like logical is not the right word, but like it's a, it's such a different and unique time and stressful time. It's one of the most stressful times in our country or in the world, you know, since, since really since, you know, world war times, uh, it would stand to reason that maybe, you know, guys get injured more. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it. And it was good. Uh, good to be backed up by a bit of science. Uh, for a change, it usually goes the other way with a lot of my theories. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Look, there, that's the issues for the week. Um, and we'll push on. Okay, I'm introducing my new segment. Now, I've got some notes out. Uh, I've got um, some books. Uh, and we're almost ready to go with my... Where is this? We're almost ready to go. Oh, yeah, it's in there with my new segment. It's just called A Bit of History. All right? And uh, basically what happened is I've been reading reading this book called The Great Grand Final Heist. Uh, it's by Ian Heads about the 1969 Grand Final uh, that I've had for ages. I've been putting off reading it. Um, but yeah, I've been reading it and just, just I just love the history of league. Like you just find out all these little different things uh, that you didn't know about in the in the code, okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to present to you a bit of history, and it's on. Believe it or not, it's going to be niche. All right, it's not going to be. Oh, you know, did you know that St George won bloody eleven premierships or whatever it was in a row? Um, it's going to be stuff that maybe we didn't know. All right, and now here's something that we maybe didn't know. Bit of history for you. Uh, so, so from 1926, right? So obviously league started in 1908, uh, and for a while it was sort of first past the post. Uh, whoever, you know, minor premiers were the, you know, no grand finalists, they were the premiers. But from 1926 to 1953, um, they had this system where if the minor premiers, so it was a top four, uh, and if the, the minor premiers were beaten in a semi-final or the final, they had to, they had the, hang on. If the minor, yeah, if the minor premiers were beaten in a semi-final or the final, then they had a right to challenge the winner of the final in the grand final. All right, so for example, um, well, in 1935, uh, for example, East and South came first and second, and East beat beat West in the first semi, uh, South beat North in the second semi, then East uh, played in the final against South, and they just won the final in 19-3. So the final's like your modern-day preliminary final. All right, so no challenge required because East were the minor premiers and they won uh, in the final. Now, from what I've seen, uh, that was pretty common. 1936, similar. Um, Oh, shit, where is it? Ah, sorry about the language there. Just missed on the... um, Yeah, yeah, so East and Balmain were the top two sides. East were minor premiers. 
Uh, and again, East beat Canterbury 25-13. Balmain beat North 16-3. East beat Balmain 32-12 in the final. So, you know, again, similar kind of thing. But 1940 was one of the times where... Oh, I've stuffed this up, have I? Yeah, I have. 1944, sorry. Yeah, 1944. Sorry, look, it's a new it's a new segment. I'm just trying to find my feet with it. Bear with me on this one. Uh, Newtown, so Newtown were the minor premiers. Okay, that was their fourth minor premiership in uh, 1944. Um, where's the bloody final series? Yeah, so they came top of the ladder. Um, Play St. George in the first semi. They win very convincingly, 55-7. Balmain, uh, they come second. They beat South in the other one, 15-6. Now, in the, so they progress to the final, which is what we're called, we call the preliminary final. Balmain beat them, 19-16. So what Newtown can do then is go, bang, we're going to challenge you for the grand final. And they come back the week after. Um, and in this time, Balmain won it. Which is weird, because the final drew 41,000 people, right? Balmain win 19-16, all right? That sounds like a close game, a good game. And then they come back the next week, um, and they played in front of 24,000. 186 people, which Balmain go on and win 12-8. There's all sorts of different uh, theories about what Newtown did. Some people say that, because it was during the war, like I think some of the guys had to go to war or something. Um... There were a few injuries as well as to why they lost, like between the first semi and the final. Other people say that they threw the game uh, to get the money from the grand final because they wanted the gate receipt from the grand final because I think they they either got the majorities, the minor premiers, or they split it one reason or another. They're like, no, no, we'll lose this game, but we'll win the next one. Um, But either way, the Tigers were were the premiers. Pretty interesting stuff. Did anyone know that? I mean, I, I certainly didn't know that. And I wonder if, you know, I don't know. I just like the idea of, yeah, the minor premiers being able to challenge and uh, and call the shots. Like, that's sort of, you know, something you get for being first. We don't really reward first place that much anymore. I don't know if we want to go back to, like, imagine, like, you know, I don't know, the Roosters playing the Storm or something, and then, um, you know, the Storm losing, but they were the minor premiers, so they challenge, they go, bang, let's come back next week. I don't know. Um... But there you go, a bit of history, all right? Look, I know that, was, I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't as um, clinical as I would have liked it. You know, I, I just said I was playing fast sort of football. Um, that was my first shot at the segment, all right? So let me know if you like a bit of history, and I, I can, I'll come up with some other stuff, some niche stuff um, that we might, you know, just, you know, understand, you know, if we know where we've been, we can, you know, get a better idea of where we're going, I guess. That's the idea of studying history. Um but that's it. That's that's the segment. Bit of history. We're done. All right. We're flying through this. Uh, where's my pen? Uh, we're flying through this uh, podcast this week. Thanks for listening. And uh, you got a, a got a little bit longer here. Forty minutes to go. All right. We'll fire it up for Tiger Corner. Here it is, my little piece where I can talk about my team, uh, you know, without any usual hassles from my co-host. But again, I just, just Chris Lawrence, like, absolutely, like, all jokes aside, like, just what a phenomenal player. Like, uh, 250 games, one club player, 
you know, close to 90 tries. And the thing about Chris Lawrence is the injuries that that guy suffered, man. He dislocated his hip in, I think, about 2011, maybe. 2011. Just stop for a second and and think about getting your, your hip dislocated, man. Oh, I get a bit of a tight hip sometimes just in my left hip, you know, and I need to sort of, you know, work it out and give it a good warm up and she's right. But then that hurts enough. Imagine dislocating it. I just can't fathom that, uh, how painful that would have been. And he, he comes back from that and continues his career. Um, the training accident that he had last year, they likened it to a, a car accident. Apparently he broke literally every bone in his face. Oh, and he comes back from that and continues to play and continues to play a contact sport. I mean, you want to talk about toughness. You want to talk about character. You want to talk about resilience. He's your guy. Like, just so... And, you know, just a phenomenal record off the field. Uh, you know, he's really successful off the field. You just, you know... You know, what more can you say? You know, it's a shame probably he didn't get to play as much finals football as he would have liked. He probably deserved to play more. Uh, you know, but you never know. He might be able to go out a winner uh, this season. And you just never know, ladies and gentlemen. All right? The Tigers are what? There were two wins out of the eight. Okay, so if we knock off the Roosters, and the Roosters are there for the taking. So we knock off the Roosters. Hopefully Manly beats Souths. Cronulla might lose. Yeah, Cronulla should lose to Penrith. Then it's a win in it. All right, we're going to play Souths again. Uh, We can play Manly as well, so we can knock them out. It's, you know, where there's light, there's hope. And really, you know, if if you can't have a bit of hope about your footy team trying to make the finals, if you don't have hope, then what else do you have? All right, so I'm still hopeful, all right, um, this week. So, yes, we've lost the last 13 of 14 games against the Roosters. But it's at Leichhardt. I know we've won at least a game against them at Leichhardt in the last few years. Yes, we haven't won three games in a row since about 2012. All right, and we're going to have to probably win six in a row. But what better time to do it than now? Maybe we're just starting to warm into it. You know, Madge looks like he's sticking with Marshall and Brooks. Jacob Little's back. I like it. All right, if we can get Harry Grant in and then Little off the bench, then we might be starting to cook a little bit, I reckon. Dewey's warming to the task. Nofaluma's playing great footy. If we can get Twal and McKaylee back, that's going to be the thing because we're getting done up the middle and it's really disappointing. Oh, here's, a, here's something just really quickly before I go. Um, maybe an unpopular stat. Flies against, you know, the, the, the norms of what rugby league, you know, media and circles like. Here's something. The, here's something. And this is based in statistical evidence, too. The Tigers are actually a better attacking team under Michael Maguire, but not as good defensively as they were under Ivan Cleary. How do you like that? There's something interesting for you. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, Madge just really steals his side up and just likes to, you know, you know, really puts the emphasis on, you know, work rate and toughness. and all. Well, we're actually, he's actually better at opening our attack up. And that's what's been really positive about Maguire, you know. It doesn't fit with the narrative that the real linear style of, you know, media reporting around rugby league, you know, oh, the Tigers are just a bit tougher and, you know, it's just, you know, they're better attacking and that's what's impressive, all right. We're putting points on the board. We were, for a while there, we were the third top attacking team. 
Uh, and I think we're now still in about the top four or five attacking sides. If only we had a goal kicker, uh, we probably would have had a couple more wins. But that's been really encouraging, and they just need to. They just need to. They need to get a bit better in the middle. Twal and McKaylee should help that. Twal in particular. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the sad reality is is that Benji Marshall um, is just pretty slow in defence. And so sides are just running at him. So if they can work that out somehow, uh, then we're every chance. We're every chance. Mark Guy's tipping the, the Tigers to beat the Chooks. And it's good to hear. Oh, you know what? Just in the, in, the, in, the, in the nature of what I was just talking about, in the nature of this, you know, fast style of play on the hill tonight, uh, the Tigers are going to win. Tigers are going to win 30 to 22. All right? 30 to 22. Jacob Little, man of the match. There it is. All right? And we stay in the hunt. We stay in the hunt. Uh, that's about it, I reckon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming in just under 50 minutes. I was shooting for 40, and I'm usually 10 minutes over. Uh... So that's yeah, that's my weekly uh, rugby league offering for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks heaps for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks for getting uh, involved in the, the the social media stuff. If you can review the podcast on whatever you listen um, to the podcast on, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you could recommend the show to your mates or tag your friends in any of the Facebook posts, uh, that's another way to grow it and keep this happening and uh, keep the lights on here at the Hill. Uh, That'd be awesome. If you don't want to do that and you just want to keep listening, then you are more than welcome to do that as well. All right, that'll do us. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Enjoy the footy for the week. Hope your team wins. See you next week and go the Tigers.